A lifetime of hard work, children laughing in the kitchen, family photos on a restaurant wall, a legacy that lives on. It all comes from the power of a conversation, like the one Tommy Hall had with First Horizon Bank about taking over his father's Charleston-based restaurant business. Now the table is set for a whole new generation. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Tommy. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. And now it's time for a Deep South legend that's been keeping it real here in Atlanta for over two decades. It's the Buck Baloo Show, only on The Fan. from 680 The Fan Studios in the Battery Atlantis, The Buck Blue Show. You're on The Fan. 680 and 93.7. Happy Friday, everybody. Weekend's here, almost. And we appreciate you hanging out with us Monday through Friday, 10 to 11, here on The Fan. Remember now, we're streaming at 680thefan.com where you can click and watch the show. We've got cameras in the studio. Hey, everybody. And listen on that fan mobile app driven by Beaver Toyota of Coming. Beaver Direct, fastest and easiest way to shop online for your next vehicle. DT ready to go today. Still limp, uh, limping around the studio with that foot problem. Sort of like that Huskies running back right now. And I think uh, Road Dog Gillespie, our producer in the house today, he has been working it. And is uh, settling in for an hour show here also. And we've got a lot to get to. So we better get to work. Big take. One game. Is it his final game? Or will he be back? Surely Mr. Blank already knows the answer to this question. Arthur Smith's fate surely does not ride on the outcome of this one game. Mr. Blank, the organization, the media, the fan base have had three long, frustrating years to pass judgment on Arthur Smith's ability to lead this team and direct the Falcons out of mediocrity. And away from the constant losing we've all suffered through. As you realize, this is the Falcons' sixth consecutive losing season. And the third under Art's direction. Now, yesterday I listed six legitimate reasons why Arthur Smith should be gone after tomorrow's season finale. But I would not be shocked if Mr. Blank gives him another year and blames the losing on something else. Like the the poor play at quarterback. Question, who chose the quarterback? Right, Arthur Smith did. Don't even get me started on that one. As you know, the Falcons aren't exactly the poster child for winning in this league. And at this point, I wonder if the Falcons are really even trying to win. You know, you can make money without winning in this league. But I do know this. The Falcons fan base deserves better. And as a longtime Falcons fan, I'm sick and tired of the losing. 
Arthur Smith has had three years to win. And for the third straight year in a season where the Falcons had an easy schedule and were playing in the league's worst division, Coach Smith came up a loser again. I can't think of one good reason to keep Arthur Smith as the head coach. Not one. But I bet Mr. Blank and Mr. McKay can. And there's the big take today. Big take brought to you by Daco Systems Heating and Air for your HVAC repair. Contact locally owned Daco Systems at dacosystems.com. Keeping Atlanta comfortable, one home at a time. 404-231-1680, the number you want to jump in here. Comment on uh, Arthur Smith and where we're going. Uh, you know, one of the things I, I keep hearing and seeing as it relates to this storyline is that, well, uh, you know, Mr. Blank, is he's gotten up there in age. And he might be willing to give Arthur another year because of that. What has the age got to do with it? Do you want to win or do you want to lose? That is the question. I want to win. Speaking of winning, the Falcons have a 17% chance of making the playoffs. Playoffs beat the Saints in New Orleans on Sunday. Buccaneers lose to the Panthers in Charlotte on Sunday. And the Falcons win the NFC South division and host a playoff game with a losing record. And I'm already dreading, I know it's only a, a is it a 17% chance or a 14% chance? You mentioned 14 to me before yeah. the, the show. But 14, either, 17, either way, it seems not, all the same. It's not huge. But I mean, it's a long shot. You're telling me there's a chance. We own some tiebreaker advantages in the division. But I'm already dreading this idea that the Falcons could make the playoffs. And for two reasons. One, we get blown out. We get beat 40 to nothing. And two, it could come at the hands of the Philadelphia Eagles. It's going to be the Eagles or the Cowboys if this happened this way. Last thing I want to do is see the Eagles come to town and beat up on us 41 to nothing. Never hear the end of it with old Kincaid up there in Philly. Falcons optimistic that uh, Tyler, uh, that Heineke... He's going to be ready to start. He's got that left ankle sprain, and he's less than 100%. And the big big deal today is whether he can get through a full practice. Uh, full Friday practice is the key for uh, these NFL players. Can you give it a go on Sunday? you got to be able to make it through practice on Friday. So Heineke, I'm expecting um, to see him on Sunday. Falcons, and I quote here, optimistic that Heineke's going to be ready to go. Lord knows I don't want to see the other guy. In fact, if Heineke's not ready to go, let's just go with the Wildcat formation and snap that thing directly to Bajon Robinson. That way we can at least take advantage of his skill set. Last thing I want to see is that other guy get in there, turn the ball over three, four times in the red zone.
So there you go. Falcons on Sunday, wrap it up. And I believe a 84% chance that they will end the season with a losing record and not make it into the playoffs. Lee joins us on 680 Buck Blue Show. Hello, Lee. What's going on, buddy? Hello, Buck. Glad to hear from you. Uh, I want to make a comment on what you said yesterday about Rich McKay. You didn't believe he was running the show? Yeah. The uh, my question is, uh, why was the uh, head coach hired before the general manager? And who hires the coach and the general manager? Well, I believe what happened, uh, see, the the Falcons are one of the most dysfunctional organizations in the NFL. And so what typically happens is Arthur Blank, Rich McKay, they will hire a search committee. And the search committee will put together a list of candidates that they should be talking to. And so they go through this interview process, and some of this is done on Zoom. And, you know, there have been some great stories coming out of the uh, interview process that they've held over, you know, the, the previous 23 years or whatever it's been. Like uh, Jim Moore, Jr. Remember the old uh, storyline there as he came for the interview and he had one of those Walmart shopping carts that he had pushed into the uh, Falcons complex and they were full of binders. And Jim Moore Jr. brought in the binders. I'm sure some of those that he had picked up from his dad in his coaching days. And he impressed Arthur Blank and Rich McKay with all of the binders that he pushed in in that shopping cart. And he got the job. And then how about Bobby Petrino? Didn't they do that over a Zoom call? I mean, they didn't even bring him in. They just interviewed Bobby uh, with a, a Zoom call for crying out loud. He didn't last. He didn't last one season here in Atlanta. Dysfunctional is what it is. I mean, really, who's going to hire the head coach before they hire the general manager? And that tells you all you need to know. And this is exactly the reason why. And I pointed it out yesterday that the legitimate and proven head coaches that are on the market and looking for the job, looking for a job like Bill Belichick, Jim Harbaugh, Mike Tomlin, if he ever hit the open market, that's why they would not be interested in the Atlanta Falcons job. It is just too dysfunctional to even consider taking the job. And maybe that's why the Falcons always end up with the first-time head coach. The guy is saying, well, it might be dysfunctional, but at least I'm going to sign like Arthur did some uh, six-year contract or eight-year contract, and when they fire my butt, at least I'm going to get some big payout. They're going to end up owing me. Gary joins me on uh, the Buck Baloo Show here on The Fan. Hello, Gary. Hey, brother, on the same subject there, you've never steered me wrong, and I need to hear a percentage. You talked about old uh, Arthur Blank and everything. Give me a percentage. You said you wouldn't be surprised if he kept him or fired him. Go ahead and lay a percentage on me, buddy. What, that they're going to keep him? Yep. Oh, I'd say there's probably a 50% chance they keep him. 
Ouch, I was afraid you were going to say that. Hey, yeah. God bless you, my brother. Good, good year to you, okay, man? Hey, we appreciate it. Back at you, man. Thanks. We appreciate that. Yeah, you know, let's just say that the unexpected happens. Falcons win in New Orleans. Bucks fall flat in Charlotte. Falcons get into the playoffs. And there's your reason why Arthur Blank would keep Arthur Smith. Give him one more year. And that would be in spite of the fact, I keep bringing it up, yeah, we, we might you know, have this chance to make the playoffs, but, but what are you going to do when you get to the playoffs? Are you just going to get hammered? Are you going to get embarrassed? You're going to get shown the door immediately, not even be in the game? And you're going to hang your hat on that? Give me a team that can do some damage when they make the playoffs. Don't just celebrate making the playoffs. I'm just saying. All right, coming up next, is Nick Saban retiring? Well, his daughter is now on the record. I'm going to drop her take coming up on the other side. Got the Buck Blue Show here on the fan, 680 and 93.7. This morning in the Atlanta airport, no one's missing a meal on Mac Wilburn's watch. With 11 restaurants to serve passengers, he's got dining for every destination. And it all started when Mac talked with First Horizon Bank about opening a franchise in the airport. Now it's open for business and cleared for takeoff. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Mac. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. The fan is ready for brave season. Are you? 3-1 smoked high in the air, deep center field, and heading for the horizon. A home run by Olsen. We're streaming every game of the Braves 2024 season free on the 680 The Fan app. So make sure you download it now and don't miss a pitch of the Braves this season. Can't touch this. Can't touch this. Show here on the fan 680 and 937. We wrap up a work week and get ready for the national championship game in college football on Monday night. Got picks of the week coming up a little later in the show. I'm gonna save the natty pick for Monday's show. We got some NFL picks coming up. Got some news out of uh, Georgia breaking, and we'll have that too. Right now, though, let's see what's popping out there. Let's find out what's popping. All right, as I mentioned, college football national championship game Monday, 7.30 kickoff in Houston. And 680 The Fan, the exclusive home for the national championship game. Make sure if you're out and about on Monday night, coverage starting at 8 o'clock, kickoff set for 8 o'clock. You can hear it right here on the fan. Michigan, a four-and-a-half-point favorite in the game. Tickets on the secondary market. Uh, looks like $900 to $1,000 to get you in in Houston, see the game. And the teams are traveling today to Houston. A little bit of a whirlwind. At Michigan, coming back from the Rose Bowl in Pasadena, heading back to Ann Arbor, 
washed some clothes, got a practice in, now flying down to Houston today. Washington got home from New Orleans in the wee hours. Got a little shut eye, got the game plan, and now they're showing up in Houston later today. More on the big game coming up here in just a moment. Got some NFL football coming up tomorrow. Steelers and Ravens, a 4.30 kickoff on ESPN. That one going down in Baltimore. Now the Ravens reportedly will rest their starters. They've already grabbed that number one seed in the AFC. Don't want to risk Lamar getting hurt, right? Steelers still trying to get in. They need a win over the Ravens. Have a shot to jump in the playoffs. Steelers favored by three and a half. That is a little odd to see that, right? You got the number one seed, the Ravens, playing at home against the Steelers. And the Steelers are favored by three and a half. What's up with that, DT? Guess the Ravens aren't playing their big-time players. Texas and Colts coming up tomorrow night, 8-15. That one going down in Indianapolis. C.J. Stroud looking to throw it all over the yard. He's the Offensive Rookie of the Year in the AFC. You got two teams uh, trying to, they're playing for a playoff berth. You win, you're in. You lose, you're out. This Texans-Colts game. Texans favored by a point and a half. You're looking to put your hard-earned money down. Falcons and Saints, 1 o'clock on Sunday in New Orleans. Hawks and uh, Pacers, I think Hubbard brought that up a moment ago. Tonight in Indianapolis, 7 o'clock tip in that one. Uh, Tyrese Halliburton, man. Sort of uh, one of the, the, the talks of the NBA, what this young player is doing. 25 and 12. He's putting up. Hawks 9 and 10 on the road, 14 and 19 overall. Got a lot of home games this month. Hawks need to get this thing turned around. A win tonight would be nice. And DT, I did get to see a little bit of the Tournament of Champions in Kapalua last night. Uh, it wasn't because we're getting NBC now with our subscription to DirecTV. I didn't get the Golf Now app either. But I was able to check it out last night late on the Golf Channel. And how about uh, Sahith? The Gala, leader at nine under par, 64 he laid down yesterday with six birdies in a row on the back nine. The Gala getting it done, a first win as a PGA Tour player a year ago. Morikawa, Hovland, Day, one shot back, Spies, Scheffler, Shoffley, Cantlay, 66, they're two shots back. And... Scotty Scheffler named PGA Tour Player of the Year in 2023. That coming down over the last 48 hours. Wins it over John Rahm. Rahm won four tournaments last year. All of those early in the season. Scheffler won two times. But had the lowest scoring average. 13 top fives. 21 million he put in the bank. Did not miss a cut in 23 events last year. And yes, Kapalua is still on the bucket list. Little wind, very little wind yesterday in day one of the tournament. 18 players shot 67 or less because of the light trade winds that were 
going down yesterday, huh? I think this will probably be the only show today you hear on 680 The Fan that brings up golf. Pro Bowl snubs. Josh Allen didn't make it. What do you think of that? Turned the ball over too much earlier this season. Man, he's playing at a high level. I think the biggest snub to me was Derek Brown. Panthers defensive tackle. Dude's got 96 tackles on the season. Too shy of the single season record for an interior defensive lineman. I'm sure he's going to get two in the game against the Bucks on Sunday, so he's going to set a new mark and not make the Pro Bowl. His stop rate, 8.8%. Tops among defensive linemen. 31 quarterback pressures. Six batted balls. 13 quarterback hits from the inside. All of those lead the interior defensive linemen playing in the NFL. I'm going to blame it on one thing. Derek Brown didn't make the Pro Bowl because he's playing on an awful team, the worst team in the National Football League. I heard Finn talking about Amon St. Brown, the Lions wide receiver. He's another one getting snubbed as it relates to the Pro Bowl. And it's not playing in the game, this the snub, because they don't even have a game anymore. But just being selected as one of the top players in the NFL is a big deal. Falcons had two. You had Jesse Bates, free agent safety, who balled out this season. Man, he was awesome. And Jesse Bates saying that it is special to be named to the Pro Bowl. You know, a very special moment, obviously. First thing that came to mind was, first of all, my teammates, and then, um, you know, my mom, and, you know, all, everyone that's, you know, done um, everything, you know, sacrificed for me to be where I am today. So um, it's not just about a Jesse Bates thing. It's more so about um, all the people that I'm surrounded by, you know, every day. I'm just super thankful for those guys to make my job easier. Yeah, Bates was awesome. Congratulations, Jesse. You deserved it. Chris Lindstrom, the other Falcons player to be named to the Pro Bowl, the right offensive guard, one of the better, if not the best right guard in football right now. Falcons, uh, lucky to have him. He said it was an honor to be named to the Pro Bowl. It's an incredible honor. Just, um, you know, the, the thing that matters is just the respect from your peers. And uh, that's something that I love and take a lot of pride in. Um, and it's an incredible honor. And, again, I just uh, love my guys, too. And, like, um, to, to be a part of a special group is you definitely, especially up front, you can't achieve anything um, individually without the help of everybody else. Lindstrom, what a great player he is. Boy, a great draft pick. And we are lucky to have a guy like that on the offensive line. Hey, let's bounce around this natty and talk some college football. Monday night, kickoff a little after 8 o'clock. You're going to hear it right here on the fan. Michigan, Washington. Wolverines, four-and-a-half point favorite, 13-0. Washington, 13-0. They've won 20 games in a row, the Huskies. They are on a roll. And what about uh, Harbaugh? Michigan's got an offer on the table for Harbaugh to remain the Michigan coach, an extension reportedly worth $11 million a year. A lot of rumors circulating around Harbaugh. Going to jump to the NFL, sounds like. Even Mort talked about it on Wednesday here on the show. That Harbaugh covets that Los Angeles Chargers job. 
NCAA swirling around Ann Arbor, sniffing around Harbaugh. Could he be tired of getting suspended after anticipating another suspension coming down? Could Michigan win the national title and then the coach leave? My goodness. I mean, have you seen that one before? Jerome Moore, I'm sure, would take over at that point in time if that's what happened. You got DeBoer, the Washington head coach, National Coach of the Year, 24-2 and in his two seasons as the Huskies head coach. He's got an extension in the works. They're paying him $4.2 million this year. Grossly underpaid. So get ready for that to drop at the uh, after this national championship game's over on Monday. You're going to see him sign a long-term extension with a big pay raise to be the Washington Huskies head coach. Michael Penix Jr. can't wait to see him play against this Michigan defense. He was spectacular against Texas, manipulating that pocket. Going to have to do the same against this Michigan front seven. Who's going to be the Huskies quarterback next year? That's going to be the former Mississippi State quarterback, Will Rogers, apparently. No way he's still eligible. <laughs> he's played about eight years, hadn't he? And I am really intrigued by J.J. McCarthy and what the Wolverines are going to get out of him. If, if somebody asks me, Baloo, what's your confidence level in J.J. McCarthy in this national championship game on Monday night? On a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being the highest, most confident, I would say my confidence level on J.J. McCarthy's a 5. And I just can't have a hard time getting it out of my mind, those two pick sixes he threw against TCU a year ago in the national semifinals. And when Georgia played Michigan in the Orange Bowl in the playoffs, we had on John Jansen, former Michigan captain, sports talk host up in Detroit on 97-1, the ticket, which he still works for. Let's hear from Jansen talking about J.J. McCarthy. It all comes down to quarterback play. We know that in this game, you've got to have not just a competent quarterback, but a guy that can manage the game at times, a guy that can go out and make plays. Jim Harbaugh made the switch last year to, to J.J. McCarthy. Throughout the course of last year and this year, he's grown so much as the quarterback, as a passer, as a runner, but more importantly, as a leader. Uh, and, and I think he's done a tremendous job of leading this offense, leading this team uh, to where it needs to go. Yeah, and one other thing, I saw a feature about J.J. McCarthy before the national semifinal game against Alabama, and they had some video of him prior to the game. McCarthy came on the field, and he took off his shoes, and he arranged his two shoes. One, they were pointing in, pointed in opposite directions, and he made sure they got right up against each other, and they were positioned perfectly. And then he put his cell phone in his shoe, and he was sitting right in front of the goalpost. And he sat down, crossed his legs, and meditated on the field for anybody to be paying attention to watch him meditate. And it must have worked. He played pretty well in the game, but uh, I don't know. It looked a little strange. And I had some people saying, Baloo, you're not 
You're not confident in J.J. McCarthy. And they'll say, well, no. They say, well, he had three touchdown passes against Alabama. So why aren't you confident in J.J. McCarthy? And I, I thought, well, the, uh, the touchdown to Blake Corum, that was like one of the schemed up plays where Corum came across the formation and ran that flat route, and he was wide open. There wasn't a defensive back within 20 yards of him. Five-yard touchdown pass. So that's Jerome Moore scheming up a touchdown pass for him there. Yeah, Tyler Morris ran a shallow crosser on another one of the touchdowns, which, uh, DT, you could have completed that pass for the touchdown. So I don't think it was like he was standing back in the pocket, breaking down coverage, making quick decisions, getting it to the right receiver, uh, ball placement 100%. It's not one of those things. I'm not an ally. I'm not a Michigan man. But I'd, I'd, I wouldn't be real confident in thinking he was going to go out and play at a high level on Monday night. All right, so is uh, Nick Saban retiring? Well, his daughter's on record. I saw this on social media last night. Nick Saban's daughter responded by saying on social media, and I quote, Gone. That's silly. You trust in that one, DT? Saban's daughter saying that one's silly? Ah, she's close to the source. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. But consider this. Alabama, they've had 15 players graduate. 12 players heading to the NFL draft. 18 players hitting the transfer portal. Isn't that 45? Do they know something we don't know? Saban's daughter pulling our leg. Could it be with this mass exodus over in Tuscaloosa? Could Saban really be retiring? Gone. Remember, he bought that big estate down in South Florida on that, down among all those PGA Tour golfers, Rory and all those guys. Continue to believe uh, if and when this happens, the top candidate, and I've said it on the show, would be Dan Lanning taking that job. The Oregon head coach. 680, the Fan Football Championship Week coverage presented by our good friends at Georgia's Own Credit Union. Looking forward to the big game on Monday night. And then the college football season is going to be over. Not looking forward to that. But, you know, on this show, we're going to have college football every day of the week. We'll get back to having the college football nugget. I've missed those nuggets, Buck. Yeah, it's a little safer now with the nuggets. Sort of an inside joke there. Be careful. There's a reason why it was called the nuggets. Not going to tell that story right now because we got to get to the Bulldog Roundtable. The fan is proud to be the official sports talk station of the dogs. And it's time for Bulldog Roundtable with Buck Balloon. 25, 20, 45, 15, 10, 5. Get in there. Touchdown. Full 
Bulldog Roundtable is proudly presented by Georgia's own credit union, Georgia Pack and Load, Finley Roofing, and by attorney Ken Nugent. And that's going to be the ball game. Georgia will win this ball game. Only on the fan, 680 and 93.7 FM. some news coming down. Road Dog just told me Nazir Stackhouse will be back for the upcoming season on that defensive line for the Georgia Bulldogs. Stackhouse back. Now, wasn't he the one that got pushed back like five yards off the line of scrimmage against Alabama in the SEC title game and got body slammed? Georgia going to be really young up front on that defensive line next season, especially on the interior. So in spite of, you know, what happened against Alabama, I'm sure that Trey Scott, good to hear that he's going to have a veteran in that defensive line room sort of leading the way. And I was looking at this uh, overnight, as a matter of fact. I'm a little concerned about Georgia's defensive front looking ahead to next season because when you just look at the signing class, they just – signed up these guys uh, in December, it's pretty obvious the Georgia defensive front, defensive line, Trey Scott, their coach, they are trying to reload. They've lost a handful of veteran defensive linemen. They've signed six defensive linemen in this recruiting class. Road Dog's concerned, too. Just walked out of the studio. Looks to me like Kristen Miller would be a starter penciled in right now at the three-technique defensive tackle spot. You got Jamal Jarrett, who they recruited and brought in. He's had some missteps during his freshman year, but it looks like he's on the right track now in a lot better shape. Six foot five, 350 pounds. Looks like an obvious choice to get a shot to win that nose tackle job. Miller, a sophomore, Jared, a redshirt freshman. You got Xavier McLeod, a transfer, coming in from South Carolina that can provide some veteran leadership with Nazir Stackhouse. You got Jordan Hall, who played the interior line as a freshman this year, and Jonathan Jefferson, another one there. Uh, that group would be the interior defensive lineman coming back for the uh, Bulldogs. And then the uh, six freshmen they've got coming in in this recruiting class. So a little concerned about that defensive front looking ahead. Wanted to talk about and plan to talk about, and I will talk about the Georgia wide receiver room because they are absolutely stacked, ladies and gentlemen. Coach Brian McClendon going 12 deep in that wide receiver room. Now they lost four of these receivers to the transfer portal. Jackson Meeks, Got Muse that moved on, the return man, Haynes and Smith, two of the young guys. All four of those dudes hit the transfer portal. They're moving on. You got two guys that have moved on to the NFL. Uh, Rosemey, Jack Saint, and Lad McConkey are moving on. You've added three in the transfer portal. Kid from Vandy, London Humphreys, who's got three years to play on that SEC all-freshman team. Miami Hurricane Colby Young, six foot five, two hundred and fifteen. He's long, got a tremendous wingspan. He'll be eligible to play for the Dogs for this one season coming up in twenty four. Remember, if he turns out to be a Lawrence Cager, 
Road Dog, I'd be very pleased that Kobe Young would be able to step in and help him out. And then the news coming down yesterday, Michael Jackson the third, USC Trojan, coming in, uh, going to play for Georgia this coming year. Six foot, 200 pounds, running a faux five. And looking at the highlight reel with Jackson out at USC, playing for the Trojans, he's got an explosive skill set. He can take it to the house. Really strong, uh, physically strong guy, and a good route runner, the best I can tell. Looks like Michael Jackson III going to get plugged in pretty pretty quickly. So you got four veterans. You got Ra Ra Thomas, Dominic Lovett, Dylan Bell, and Arian Smith. You got these three transfers that have played football. So you got three more. So you got seven veteran players right there in this wide receiver room. Boy, I tell you, Carson Beck, no wonder he's coming back. No, that NIL money's looking good. But Carson looked at this wide receiver core and thought, you know what? Think I'm going to run it back because we're going to throw it in 2024. Mike Bobo going to be dotting it up. Carson Beck with plenty of experience and a lot of proven playmakers lined up wide for the Georgia Bulldogs in 24. Little concern about the defensive line. No concern about this Georgia wide receiver group. All right, coming back on the other side, I got my picks of the week. Stay tuned for that. And we got a big shout out, too, we're going to throw out there. It's the Buck Baloo Show here on the fan, 680 and 93.7. This morning in North Carolina, wheels are spinning. Determination is winning. A passion is now a thriving business, and it shows no signs of slowing down. How? The power of a conversation. Like the one Clint Spiegel had with First Horizon Bank about starting a bike wheel manufacturing facility in Asheville. Now it's not just talk, it's rubber meets road. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Clint. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. Hey, sandwich lovers. Today is your lucky day. There's a whole new way to roll for lunch or dinner delight with Nucky's Hoagies in the Roswell Corners Shopping Center. Now open. Nucky's Hoagies in Roswell is family owned and operated by the subsisters, Stacy and Shannon, whose love language is food and Nucky's Hoagies, their passion. When you bite into a Nucky's Hoagie, you'll taste the difference. The softest hoagie rolls ever, along with hunger-quenching sandwich combinations. Make Nucky's Hoagies in Roswell on Woodstock Road your new favorite spot for lunch or dinner. My recital, I think it's very vital to rock around. That's right, on top. Here we go. Buck Blue Show here on the fan, 680 and 93.7. Weekend almost here. I can already see John Michaels with shades on in the club. Coming up later today. Gonna have to do the quarterback club next week. Shades on in the club. Oh, we want to wait till next week. Yeah, Michael's admitted after the show today that he's cut back on the club. And Probably for the best, right? Now that he's a husband and a father. He admitted, though, he used to do the shade zone in the club, brother. Didn't we all, DT? Didn't we all? Well, not everybody, but yeah. Oh, you didn't do the shade zone in the club? I don't remember ever wearing shade. I don't... I, 
I don't go to a lot of clubs. Did you have your back up against the wall? I go. Now that that might be the case. Yeah, but I don't know about the shades on in the club. <laughs> oh man. Tell you, Rhett got one of those big necklaces. Uh, Santa Claus brought him one of those big uh, rope chains. And I keep thinking I'm going to uh, wear that thing in here to work. I'm going to do that next week when we do the quarterback club. Shades on in the club. Kelly said, you look ridiculous putting that thing on. I thought it looked good, man. I'm going to put that chain on and wear it in here next week. Right now, though, I'm going to deliver my picks of the week. Buck Blues. Picks of the week. One and two, pre-vacation before Christmas, one and two, which broke up a really hot trend. Uh, for the season, 26, 18, and one. You got real hot there, I felt like, in like November. Oh, I was tearing December. it up, yeah. We had like eight consecutive weeks going two and one or Woo. three and oh. And again, I'm going to save the national championship game, Michigan and Washington. I'm going to save that one for Monday. That's a tease. So we're going three NFL games this weekend. Lions giving up three and a half at home, taking on the Vikings. Campbell leading us to believe the starters will play for the Lions. One of the reasons I really love Campbell. He's playing those dudes, man. Lions 5-2 and two at home. Vikings have lost three in a row. Lions, offensively, they light it up at home, scoring 30-plus a game. Vikings defense, they've allowed over 27 during this current three-game losing streak. I'm going to take the Lions, and I'll give up the three and a half. And boom goes the dynamite. Taking the Buccaneers, I'll give up the four and a half. Win and Tampa's in the playoffs. Had their four-game win streak snapped last week by the Saints. Now or never for the Bucks in this one. And come on, they're playing the Panthers. Charlotte is the worst team in the NFL. They are so bad, their owner's throwing drinks on people at the game. Must win situation for the Buccaneers. I'll take them and give up the four and a half. Pay that man his money. Game number three. Going with a team that hadn't covered in their last five games. But they're going to cover on Sunday. Going with a team that has lost four of their last five games. But they won't lose on Sunday. I'm taking Philadelphia. And I'm giving up the five points. Taking on the Giants in Jersey. Eagles defense has really fallen down over this five-game trend that they're in. But I think you'll see them regain their footing heading into the playoffs. Giants are 5 and 11. They're terrible. I'll take the Eagles and give up the five. So, Lions minus three and a half. Buccaneers minus the four and a half. Eagles minus five. A little reluctant to take Philadelphia in anything. But it just looked like a winner. I think you nailed it. 
Yeah, it jumped off the page. Giants really aren't any good. They played hard last week. I'll give them that credit. Yeah, they don't even have a quarterback, not do a they? Very good team. And you mentioned the Vikings. Talk about a team without a quarterback. But we know we know all about that here in Atlanta. In no way the Bucks lose to Charlotte. Yeah, I mean the Panthers are so bad they only beat the Falcons by two. <laughs> oh yeah. And as I mentioned, we'll pick the college football game on Monday. Give you a bonus pick coming up Monday. All right, uh, let's go ahead and hit the final word. Time for the final word. Brought to you by Howard Brothers, keeping Georgia green since 1955. Put this one up on social media this morning on X. You may have seen it if you follow me on X. Big congratulations and a shout-out to Shaquille O'Neal. Shaq getting the uh, ultimate honor. Got the Orlando Magic retiring his number 32 jersey. I saw this earlier today, too. And I was almost uh, shocked he hasn't already had his number retired by the Orlando Magic. Well, this will be the first jersey number the Magic have ever retired. What about Penny? Penny hadn't gotten there yet. Come on. Shaq truly deserving. First pick in the 92 draft. Led the Magic to the NBA Finals three years later. Averaging 27, 13, and 3 during his days in that Magic uniform. The three, yeah, three blocks a game. In-laws are from Orlando. And they, uh, like everybody else down there, know that uh, Shaq was so awesome in that community. I've got a good college buddy, Mr. Tomoka. He might be listening to the show right now down in Orlando. And Mr. Tomoka is a big fan of Shaq and what he did in that Orlando community. Congratulations, Shaq. Getting that Orlando Magic number 32 jersey retired. And the photograph I put up on X is Shaq. We used to see Shaq a lot here recording his podcast here at 680 The Fan Studios. And so Shaq, occasionally we would see Shaq in here. And he and uh, Jenners and Kincaid and Hoppe would record that podcast with Shaq. And Shaq was so awesome here at 680 The Fan. He had time for everybody. And don't you know that sales department was lined up outside the studio for Shaq to sign something. And Shaq was so nice to everybody here at 680 The Fan. It's really tall, too. Yeah, and that is the photograph I put up on social. Was uh, me standing next to Shaq, shaking his hand. And, and it's not like you're a short guy. I mean, I'm six foot one. <laughs> Yeah, I'm six foot one, and I look like I am four foot tall. It looks like I'm one of the lollipop kids on The Wizard of Oz. One of the little people. One of the best pictures I've ever seen to put Shaq's size into perspective was him standing next to Dwayne The Rock Johnson, who's a very, very large person. Uh, tall, big, strong, and he just looks like a like a shrimp next well, to Shaq. Well, I saw a photograph of Shaq standing next to Jason Kofar. 
Oh, wow. Former producer here at 680 The Fan. Uh And, boy, he looked like he was a baby compared to Shaq. You're answering the music, man. Yeah, I know, man. Uh, The the take was... Shaq deserves all the love. uh, really long today. Should have planned for another topic. Lord knows I've got them. All right, that's going to do it for my show this week. We appreciate you. Thanks so much for listening to the Buck Blue Show, 10 to 11, here on The Fan, Monday through Friday. What do you say we do it again next week? Adam Gillespie, Derek Thomas, I'm going to sign off for this week. Nick and Chris are coming up next. Stay tuned for that. And have a great weekend, everybody. Thank you, Buck. A lifetime of hard work. Children laughing in the kitchen. Family photos on a restaurant wall. A legacy that lives on. It all comes from the power of a conversation. Like the one Tommy Hall had with First Horizon Bank about taking over his father's Charleston-based restaurant business. Now the table is set for a whole new generation. First Horizon Bank. Let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Tommy. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. The fan is ready for brave season. Are you? 3-1 smoked high in the air, deep center field, and heading for the horizon. A home run by Olsen. We're streaming every game of the Braves 2024 season free on the 680 The Fan app. So make sure you download it now and don't miss a pitch of the Braves this season.